Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Hi, Marjorie. We're in the holiday frenzy. It is a frenzy. How are you holding up? I'm doing okay. I'm just trying to simplify things. And we've got a lot of like shared documents going between me and Jay Reimers. And um, <laughs> I love that. Trying to like check things off and and make sure that we're all set to go. But it's like my busiest time at work. You know, this is yep. just how it goes. I think I've had two shoots a day, almost every day uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so it's just like, it's I don't so know. hard. We were talking about this last week that when I was um, producing the TV show that I did for Arizona PBS, our debut date was either January 4th or January 10th, Yeah, which means the rev up was all during the holidays. And I'll never forget, I had a videographer who was young, but so dedicated and so wonderful. And his father was having open heart surgery, like December 28th. Oh. We had our premiere date was early January. He was essential to the program because we were a tiny staff. And I said, look, just don't worry about us. We'll get through. Because I refuse to allow TV to be more important than family. And I'm like, look, it's going to be okay. And sure enough, he showed up. His dad had the operation, came through it fine. And within an hour, he was in the edit bay editing oh. for me. Oh and he's gosh. such a sweet pea. But it's like, TV is so weird because I call it false stress. Yeah. It's false stress. You know, nobody's going to live or die. It's just, but the deadline's the deadline. And people get very upset if you miss them. So you have to have something to go on the air. You're totally yes. right. And then of course I've got a sick three-year-old home today. So we're kind of tag teaming that. And, um, and it feels like everybody's getting sick. Yeah, I, the whole newsroom is sick. I mean, it's like, everybody's sick. So it's sort of when you're the last man standing, you got to deliver, but I am finding time to decompress and to just hang out. And, um, and that's a good thing. And so I'm happy that we're going to do our watch, read, listen for December today. And we also, of course, want to kick things off by thanking the presenting sponsor of best to the nest, which is poor moi climate, smart skincare, which is the skincare that I am beyond obsessed with. Marjorie is newly obsessed with, and this is affordable luxury skincare from France. Uh, and you can use the code BEST for an extra 20% off with a 100% money back guarantee. You can go to pormoiskincare.com. That's P O U R M O I skincare.com. I know a lot of you are taking advantage of that, uh, that discount code and do it before the end of the year because the, uh, the kits in the holiday store are the best. This is my favorite time of year to buy any type of product that I use year round because it's all on sale and it's, it's all, all like, on sale. It's all in a gift set. And I 
love a gift set. A gift set brings me great joy. And we're going to talk about those gift sets a little bit later in the podcast. But first, we've got to get to Watch, Feed, Listen. And I'm going to apologize up front when I was doing it. I always report honestly what I'm watching, reading, and listening to. I don't try and skew it to be a certain way or to be happy or to be holiday. And so you'll see that in this list. Didn't skew it. It's a it's an intense little list I've got going. But I'm going to start with what I'm watching is The Bear. Have you oh, watched yeah. this yet? No. And this oh. is so on my list. And I have just heard such great things because, you know, I'm so restaurant obsessed. And yes. so I have to watch this. Tell me what you're thinking about it. It's on oh. Hulu, huh? It's on Hulu. Okay. And it's about a young uh, chef. I think in the show, he's a James Beard awarding award-winning chef, but it's fictional, so it doesn't matter. But he's a top-level chef, having worked at one of the best uh, Michelin-starred restaurants in the world. Uh, I won't tell you too much other than because of a family tragedy, he comes back to Chicago, which is where I grew up, and it's a beautiful love letter to Chicago. He comes back to Chicago, and he needs to take over his family Chicago beef sandwich shop. Yummy. Now, if you, well, if you grew up in Chicago, you know a good Chicago beef, but what you also know about most Chicago beef restaurants is they're gross. Really? Oh, they're just dirty. I'm not saying all of them, so don't sue me anybody, but they're like old family restaurants. They're like you would expect for like a diner, you know, it's just, so that's what he comes back into. It's just this beef restaurant, you know, a beef sandwich shop that's been going for decades and it shows it and he's got to take it over. And this is a true dramedy. It's a drama comedy. It really is. But I will tell you, and my son is the one that turned us on to this. He's like, you've got to watch The Bear. You've got to watch The Bear. And then as we were coming up to a certain episode in a certain season, there are two seasons, he's like, note that episode. And it is perhaps one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. And I won't tell you which one. You can pick it out when you watch it. Uh, amazing writing. There's just some amazing writing and acting and all those things going on in the show. Two seasons. It's been renewed for another season uh, by Hulu, but it's it's unbelievable. I have to watch this. This is like, this is going to be my, um, I've got a f some days off during the holidays and I'm going to try to put my children in another room and watch that. Well, be careful my... because once you start, it'll be 15 hours later and you'll be done. That's true. But I'm not you, Marjorie. I don't have this like major binge watching problem. I find that binge watching ruins things for me. And so I try to not do it because I okay. end up just being like, oh, I can't wait till this is done. Right. And I don't like it. And you okay. are a person who drinks a lot of coffee and yes. you like to binge watch things. Yes. Yes. You know, just think about us as like a couple of trains. I mean, we're both pretty fast moving trains, but you're yes. like the supersonic speed. Okay. I, I, I will confess, binging is not for everybody, but it is for me. You'll all love the bear. Watch it at your own pace. What oh, I will. Out? Okay. Mine is uh, totally decidedly different, but it is <laughs> um, the you. series, The Santa Clauses on Disney+. Plus. I mean, okay. I just have to say, I'm like so into everything festive and fun right now. And then the Good. kids, I mean, every night we're like, should we watch something Christmassy? Should we watch something um... festive? What should we do? And now I'm kind of disappointed because I've heard that Tim Allen was terrible on the set of this and that he's so mean and he's not nice to work with, but I don't, I don't know what I else know. to tell you because um the santa claus is, is fun and i loved the santa claus movies you know of course tim allen who accidentally kills santa and then becomes santa and 
Um, he is a dad who is divorced from the mom of his son and there's a contentious relationship and he's very crabby and it's just such a classic. And so then they did multiple movies and then they've done this series and I just finished season two of the Santa Claus's series. And it's just fun. It's like, I like that they have all the original people and then they bring in new characters and, um, and it's over the top. So it's the second season is six episodes on Disney plus. And I think, I think you'll enjoy it. It's just like easy watching oh, with your family. Yeah, it's fun. And I used to love that tradition too. I just found last night because I'm sort of doing a deep clean of the house. All of my, I had a wonderful CD collection of Christmas music. Like whenever a great Christmas album would come out, I would always buy it. And I have them all on CDs. I got rid of most of my CDs when I left St. Paul, but these I saved and I just found them. And that was just such a part of our holiday season growing up is there was always Christmas music playing. And so I think having those sort of traditions for your kids, they'll remember it. They'll remember oh, those nights where it's like, oh, let's watch another one. Oh, let's well, watch another one. You know what we did the other night too, Marjorie? We went to um, the Riverview Theater, which I know you know is in, it's in Minneapolis. It's Our old house was two blocks from the Ooh. Riverview. So we could walk there, which was so wonderful. But it's, you know, one of those neighborhood movie theaters and they show all kinds of old movies. And they, um, last Sunday, they were playing Elf at oh. six o'clock. So I said to Jay on Saturday, I was like, what do you think? Should we get tickets and should we go to see Elf with the kids? Um, and Elf is one of those that like, it's fun for kids and it's, it's hilarious sweet. for adults. It's my favorite Christmas movie. It's I sweet. love it so much. So we went to the Riverview Theater. It was $5 per ticket. Wow. We spent $13 on a giant popcorn. Jay got a soda. You know, the, I regulate on the rest of us, so we don't do yeah. that. And then nachos. So we were... Total then $38 in uh, for all five of us to yep. go to a movie and go get snacks. And it was a blast. And you That's forget great. that like watching movies that you've already seen is the most relaxing thing yeah. because you know what's going to happen. You know right. you're going to enjoy it. You can kind of like pay attention as little or as much as you yeah. want. It's wonderful. And watching movies communally, we forget what that's like as well. You forget totally. what it's like to have. It's kind of like when you do a yoga practice with a group of people, you can feel the energy of the other people. It's same seeing, and I think a lot of us backed away from it even after COVID because we're like, oh, I don't want a communal experience. But when you go back, we went to see the last Mission Impossible movie in a theater. And it was like, oh, yeah, this feels good. Of course, we spent like a hundred dollars two of us it was like yeah. what i mean i got the ticket prices like what this is insane but the communal experience was still it it is fun it is fun okay listening to again my apologies but this is so good i'm listening to anderson cooper's podcast called all there is have you heard about this no but are you going to skip what you're reading or you want to go right to listen oh. where where do you want to go i mean whatever. I'll, go to this read. Is your party. I'll go to read i'll go to read i'll go to read uh, just finished The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. What's so strange to me about this, I, I, it was assigned for class, but it was kind of surprising to me that I had never read it. I've never read any Toni Morrison, even though back in the day when I was working for Oprah, one of, our, one of the pieces that I, I was a part of, um, the production of it, Toni Morrison was sort of the central interview in it. Mm -hmm. I feel uh, one of the producers had done the interview um, and it was about Song of Solomon. And I remember at the time we used the line, pass it on, pass it on in the piece. And it's Toni Morrison reading it. And Toni Morrison was like Maya Angelou. I mean, her voice was just oh, like beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so I was surrounded by 
everything Toni Morrison. And then the producer I was working with gave me a leather-bound copy of Song of Solomon, which was so sweet as a thank you. I didn't have a chance to read it. I mean, it was deep in babydom. You know, I had little kids working, all of that stuff. And so when we had to read The Bluest Eye for class, I was like, okay, finally, this is my Toni Morrison moment. I can sit, I can concentrate. Hey, guess what? She's an amazing writer. <laughs> it's like, turns out, so, lives up to the hype. Turns out the lady can write. <laughs> I mean, but so there are there are parts of it which there are sentences which are so beautiful and parts of it which are so beautiful. And it's a very, very sad story. I mean, it's just a very sad story, but profound. All of the things a good novel should be, but so beautiful. I mean, I'll, I'll probably reread it over the holidays just because I had to read it for class and I had to get it done and I had to, but I just want to sit and read it differently. Kind of like watching a movie again that you've already seen. Yeah. Um, I want to do it again so I can sort of linger in some of the really beautiful prose, but the bluest eye, brace yourself. If you need to have a Toni Morrison moment, it was incredible. And I'm, you know, like 40 years late to the party, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's a beautiful book. 100%. It's better late than never. Yeah. I, um, I read Song of Solomon did you? And um, and then I tried to read Beloved, and Beloved is like a heartbreak book for me because um, I couldn't understand it. There were so many characters, there was so much happening, right. and I was just like, I don't even remember when I was reading it. I had to have been like in my twenties, and it really made me feel so stupid because I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. And so I've, it's one of the books that I haven't finished. I'm very religious and type a about finishing books, like right. not finish. I've just gotten to the point where I need to be okay with just, if I'm not loving this, go. I need to move on. I have a finite amount of time to live and I can't like right. take it up with stuff that I hate, but, um, that book beloved. And then Les Mis, Les Mis, I tried to read and tried to get through. And the whole time I was like, everybody is so miserable when they call this thing Les Miserables. They're telling the truth. They mean it. They mean it. So those two books like kind of haunt me, you know, because oh, yeah. it's like yeah. I hear the names and then yeah. I just feel deep failure within me. Oh. So I need to work through that. I need yeah, to call my energy healer and be like, can we talk about Toni Morrison and Les Mis? Yeah, I um, I let I let go of that. I was the same way for a lot of years where if I started it, I was going to finish it. And then I let yeah. go of it because I it's just so good to let go. I love reading so much that to make myself, to turn it into a slog. There are too many things in our life that are slogs anyway. I'm I'm not going to make that a slog as well. So no, let go no. of that one. Don't okay, what it. are you reading? Okay, well, I just finished Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. And there was one of these bookstagrammers. I really like following these people who do book recommendations on Instagram because it's very helpful. I can't even remember which one, but some of them show up in my feed and then I'll save it. And I would have never come across this book if it weren't for Instagram. And so it was really delightful for me to get to read it. But it's kind of interesting because one of the main characters whose voice you hear is Marcellus, who is a giant Pacific octopus. And how the octopus who lives in an aquarium in Washington is connected with the people in the story is super fascinating. And it's oh, just, great. it's just a great little story. Like I just really loved it. And it was sort of, it's about people kind of trying to find themselves after tragedy and about other, how other people have sort of let them down and then how they've 
allowed those letdowns to define who they are instead of defining themselves by their own true potential and their Mm. own true self. And so kind of what's fun about it is it's one of those books where you're kind of trying to figure out like who's connected to who and how. Right. And then by the end, you know, it, it kind of all winds up. And this Marcellus the octopus, it's also just kind of sweet because his observations about humans, you'll find sort of entertaining, I think. Oh, I so love that. It's, oh, love it's that. definitely worth it. Again, it's called Remarkably Bright Creatures. It's by Shelby Van Pelt. Don't be alarmed when one of the characters is an octopus. Um, and I think I think you'll enjoy it. Great, great title. Love the title of the book. Right? I know. Uh, real quickly, we want to talk again before we get to what we're listening to about our skin. And Elizabeth had been talking about pour moi for many, many, three years, four years. Three years, three years. And, three and years, finally, yeah. I'm also using the pour moi climate smart skincare system, and I am loving it. And at the top of the podcast, we talked about the holiday shop, and it is open. And just because we, we do what we say, I was in the holiday shop last week and I ordered the, um, I'm looking it up right now. I ordered the holiday gift of youth, Arid, yes. because it has that black serum in it, which yeah. I ran out of. And I was telling Elizabeth on the phone the other day, I ran out of it and I panicked. <laughs> I literally panicked because I love this system so much and I love what it's doing to my skin. I really do see a difference in my skin. So if you want to sort of take hold of your skincare routine for moi, Climate Smart Skincare. It is affordable luxury skincare from France, proven for anti-aging results. Use best for an extra 20%. And let me tell you, I used our code. It works. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, uh, off with a 100% money back guarantee. Go to pourmoiskincare.com. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I skincare.com. And now back to what I'm listening to. Yes. Which I had already talked about, but I'll go back to it. Um, Anderson <laughs> Cooper's podcast. Have you have you heard anything about this? No, I've never listened to it. I'm always interested in him, in him though. Oh my gosh. I just, I really do admire him. Mm-hmm. I think he's soulful. I think he's interesting as a person. I'm not talking about necessarily his show on CNN. I just, the stuff that he puts out, I tend to gravitate to. And the podcast is called All There Is, and it's a podcast about grief. And his mother, Gloria Vanderbilt, died, I think, about a year ago or a little bit more than a year ago. Mm -hmm. And she is of the Vanderbilt family, so great, had great wealth, did not keep great wealth, but had a lot of stuff, had a lot of warehouse storage units that he's had to go through. And so as he was contemplating... And she was also an artist, so she left a lot of artwork. And as he was contemplating, how am I going to get through all this stuff? He did what a reporter does. And he sort of started recording himself as he was going through it. And then he started talking to other people about their grief. And in the first season, he talks to Stephen Colbert, who, I don't know if you know this, lost his father and two brothers when he was about 10 in a plane crash. Oh, oh, I think I did know that. Boy, that is really a lot to get through. A lot. And then he talks to Molly Shannon, who lost her mother when she was about four or five. Um, that Molly Shannon's hysterical. And I want to tell you my one of my favorite stories of all time from that podcast. I want to share it with all of you, but that also ruins it because Molly Shannon should tell it. And so I'm telling you such a great story about a 12-year-old. 
you want to listen to that story. It's okay. so good. Okay. And then he does another one in season one about anticipatory grief, which I listened to twice because there were so many little gems in it about handling grief um, that were pretty powerful. So I know it's not the season, but for some people it is the season where they're dealing with grief. Um, yeah. Anderson Cooper's podcast, Grief on Grief, all um, all there is, is it's it's really, really quite beautiful. Oh, I think that's so good. Well, because I would say, I mean, I think the holidays often heighten grief and mm -hmm. kind of bring on those grief flashes that you, sure. if you sort of think, oh, you know, you kind of get this false sense of like, okay, I'm like moving on. I right. get it. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's a real kick to the gut. Right. And it, I mean, that's just, that's what happened. Like traditions and songs and smells and all that familiarity, like can bring up all of those right. things. So I think right now is a really wonderful time to recommend that Marjorie. Yeah. I think that's a really good recommendation. It's good. It's good. Okay. What you got? Um, you know, I'm in the holiday spirit. Okay, Marjorie. So <laughs> I just really like Kelly Clarkson's Christmas album. And Aww. I think if you're not listening to it, every time I do, or every time a Kelly Clarkson song comes on, I mean, I just, I love her. She's yeah, also the too. lead into Twin Cities Live and I really like her and I have had a couple of interactions with her and then I also know people who know her. And so right. her album, When Christmas Comes Around, she's just so good because I think she does such a great job when she does some of the classics, she stays true enough that you don't lose the familiarity, but at the same time, it's a little bit refreshed. I don't know. You know how it's like when people uh, sing the national anthem yeah. and if they stray too far, I'm like, ah, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> Please. This is, it's like a contemporary service at church. I also can't handle that because right. you know what? That's just my nature. My friends, if you all want to go to the contemporary service with the band, <laughs> I say what brings you closer to Jesus, you should go for. But for this gal, right. E. Reese Reimers over here, it's going to just send me into a little bit of a frenzy. So um, I like to know thyself and understand. So anyway, Kelly Clarkson, I feel like brings me brings me the the holiday cheer that I want. And so that's just a fun one. Like tell one of your devices to play Kelly Clarkson's Christmas music. And I think that you'll find it really joyful. I, I will. I just, for the first time you recommended it about Two years ago, I think Taylor Swift folktales. Oh, I love folklore. Yeah, that's folklore. That's Sorry. my favorite Don't even know album the title. of hers. That's okay. It's Evermore and Folklore are the two albums that she put out during COVID that she did with Jack Antonoff and Aaron Desner, and they are my favorite albums of Taylor Swift's. And I just love feeling like a little moody when I when I listen to those. Well, I just listened to it for the first time two weeks ago. And it is pretty wonderful. It it's is wonderful. Great, yeah. Right? So I get to the recommendations. It just takes me some time sometimes. So that's okay. But thank that's you okay. for that recommendation. But <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, for sure, I'll um, I'll download it because I can add it to my Christmas collection. And I do love her. And I'm glad to hear she's kind of who we think she is, which is super genuine. And and I think I, she's coming out of a difficult time too. I mean, like this whole divorce. And then I right. think, you know, I don't know all the details, but it seems as if her ex-husband was maybe misrepresenting himself mm. during the relationship, which I think a, a betrayal like that can feel really difficult. But she moved the show to New York. Ben Lieber and I just talked to her. We did the, you know, just a satellite interview with her right. Um, right. a few weeks ago. Well, maybe now it's a couple months ago. Who knows? Time is operating in a strange fashion. Um, and she was telling us that moving to New York was just like giving her the best new lease on life that she needed. And, oh, that's um, great. 
and all of that. So I don't know. I enjoy her very much. And I just love her Kelly Oki. Very fun. So that, my friend, is what I have for you. So if you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. And I have one today. Oh, I'm so glad. And this is from CWAG16. She wrote to say, I love these two women. They complement each other so well. And I think our Watch Free Listen shows that. It is two sides of the coin for sure. Yeah. They are wise beyond their years. Well, thank you for that. I'm not sure that's true, but I'll take it. I love hearing about their families. It is my favorite podcast. I've listened to some of them multiple times because the podcasts are the best ones out there. Thank you for the entertainment and your ideas as well as your experience. Love you too. And thank you to CWAG16. We so appreciate the kind words. Oh gosh. What a sweet review. Thank you. If you want to, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest or go to besttothenest.com. We are the podcast that brings you home.